Welcome to 8Tracks, the show where we look at 8Tracks that share a theme. This week's theme is melancholy masterpieces. As always, I'm joined by the lovely Catherine Elizabeth Campbell. How are oh, you doing? How are you doing, Catherine? You brought me, you brought How are you me doing, up. <laughs> you brought me up with lovely and then you absolutely slammed just you slammed me, bodied me with Catherine Elizabeth Campbell. And that's what we we intend to do with this episode. We want to bring you back up with like, yes, a new episode of 8-Tracks and then slam down. It's all depressing shit. Do you know the pro- can I just, back to life. Can I come back at you? to life. Can I come at you with a problem? No. Nobody's saying no, nobody's saying you asked new age tracks. That's that's you know a major miscalculation on my front. But you know, one must hope. Hope is important, <laughs> as Idlewild once said. Aye, true, true. So what you been up to? Uh, we were in self isolation for two weeks. I didn't kill my father. Jobs are good. What Fucking about you? Hell. Uh, working and it's shite. Oh, it's so. been past. Should we go on with the show? <laughs> <laughs> so this week we thought. Everyone's been too happy recently. <laughs> this week we took ourselves and we thought, do you know what? Everything's been fucking gash for fucking ever. Aye. So why don't we celebrate that with some fucking sad tunes? <laughs> Look, sometimes you just need to listen to really sad music yes. to make sure I have a wee greet yes. and get the emotions out. Yes. So today we hope we can facilitate that for you. Here are some of our favourite sad song picks. Now, Katie, you're first up this week. I am. So what is your first pick? My first pick for this week is Consciously for Coma Boy by Ariagram. Track one. One, two, three, four. So, Consciously for Coma Boy by Ariagram. Wanky title classic tune it's good I'd actually never heard that before I like what I've heard of Ariagram I think I've only listened to what's that album the white one something in white oh, has know. like a, a story, story in, in white. white yeah so I've only listened to a story in white which has stuff like post-tour pre-judgment hatred and Sunday 352 on it yeah which are like my favourite Ariagram tracks yeah very different though Yes, very much more aggressive, yeah. but more I would say Biffy-ish, if you know what I mean, totally, which yeah. is you know sacrilege to say given the. No, I think they I think they came up about the same time. I think it's. I think Ariagram slightly preceded them, and there's a there's a there's a wee bit of chat about how Biffy kind of maybe stole some sound from. Ariagram. Oh, nothing's original in this <laughs> fucking life. No, no. Yeah, no. So the the lead singer. Of Ian, of, of the lead singer of Ian. The lead singer of Ian. Lead singer, I believe his name is Ian, is Ian. what I was trying to say. Ian Beale from EastEnders. So is this a sad piece of music from his homeless period on the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, when he was living a, like a block away from no, his house in a park. Not when tattoo fixers got an Ian Beale tattoo in her fucking leg. Oh god. No, but he basically was like, before this album came out, they were like, I'm, I'm bored of screaming. It's, you know at least Slayer sound genuinely angry but I mean mm. what do I have to be angry about mm. so it kind of came with a lighter and softer approach but I was trying to pick my songs right and I was trying to work out the difference between what a sad song is and what a melancholy song is yeah like for me it kind of melancholy gives an air of glumness there's an air of like kind of giving up mm-hmm. to melancholy if you get what I mean sadness can be like angry and like it can be quite explosive in yeah, itself yeah. whereas I think melancholy is a bit more mellow yeah see the way I kind of interpreted it rightly or wrongly but this is just how I interpreted the brief was a sad song that still had a kind of glimmer of hope in it because mm-hmm. melancholy is often bittersweet yeah in itself exactly so that was kind of how I interpreted it so all of my songs are definitely sad songs 
Hundred percent. This is a. This is not just Katie ruins the podcast with one sad song at the end. This is Katie ruins the podcast with four sad fucking tunes. Mm. <laughs> I think that conscious life for Coma Boy is a sad song. I think it is a melancholy song. But I do believe there's a kind of aspect of hopefulness in the way the kind of song swells. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And I think that's going to be a recurring theme yeah. through all the songs in this week's episode. You were saying your songs of a glimmer of hope. I don't know if all mine do. Yeah. I think mine are quite bleak. But that's okay because that's your interpretation of the brief. Yes. I like that. Um, yeah. The guitar was good. Very standard areagram. Absolutely. That, that kind of tremolo picked, you know, lots of high end and feedback noises, you know, it, you know, very... Like, if that didn't have that kind of laid back vocal style over mm. it it could be quite an aggressive song oh for sure they definitely could have taken it in that direction but they, yeah. they decided not to yeah and i appreciate that you know i, I think that's that's a good thing i i just i really like Eriogram. i really like the fact that Eriogram went on to be the unwinding hours yeah. or ian and craig from Eriogram. can't even surnames or anything but they went on to become the unwinding hours and then out of that we got churches basically yeah another so, fantastic band with some quite melancholy songs Absolutely. as well. Certainly yeah. in lyric matter. I don't know, like a lot of their stuff's a bit dancier, but like they yeah, have but... their they have their kind of bittersweet melancholy songs. Yeah, dancing on your own was almost one of my picks. Yeah, I actually that's a fantastic pop pick for Oh, this. it's a fucking banger. The Robin one, not the, yeah, oh, not, not, not this... the X Factor cover. No, yeah. no, 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 the Robin one. Because having worked in a bar and ran karaoke in a bar yeah. while that was big on X Factor, yeah. got sick of hearing that quite. Yeah, quick. no, I like the Robin one a lot. She's she's got a stupendous voice, and yeah. I really appreciate that. But it's, um, it's a brilliant piece of music as yeah, well. Absolutely, I think that the Scottish music scene has a lot. It owes to Ariagram. Yeah, definitely. I don't necessarily. This is going to sound so wanky. And I'm really sorry in advance, but I don't necessarily think they get a lot of the respect they deserve. They don't. And especially not outside of Scotland. Because I've spoken to mates who are into music. Yeah. And I've no idea who the fuck Aerogram are. Mm. In fact, until about five, six years ago, I didn't know who Aerogram yeah. was. But then I'm, like, I'll be honest, my kind of education with Scottish music is quite bad. It, it, but it's very, it's not. That's that's not true at all. Just it's just very scenes. different yeah. to the, the scene that I came up through. Aye. Which was very much... Go to block, see who's on, buy a CD out the boot of a car, get on with it. See, because like my mum and uh, like her friends when they were younger were big in the punk scene in the seventies yeah. and eighties, so I know all the obscure older stuff. Yeah, totally. It's more modern stuff I struggle with because yeah. when I was going to see bands when I was fourteen, it was like metal or like Queens of Stone Age or like Absolutely. people like that. Yeah. It was like you know not really Scottish bands to be honest. Absolutely, like we've come up in reverse. We've absolutely come up in reverse. So right. I came up when I was coming up. Indie music was getting really, really big, and that was my scene. Yeah. So, was right into your... All these bands with the in their name, Aye. the Future Heads, the Vines. Yeah. Like, all these bands, I was coming up into them. Your Idlewild, like, Twilight Sad, Frightened Rabbit, like, I was coming up, and they were getting big. So, I took what I needed from that. Mm. I'm now into metal. You came up getting like coming right through metal... Now you're into the kind of indie stuff that I was into yeah. growing up. I always was into some bits of it though. Yeah. Like um, I always regret not going to see Frightened Rabbit when I had the chance. Yeah, I totally um, understand that. But like I was always into Franz Ferdinand. Franz yeah. Ferdinand were one of the bands that got me into music, and like I liked that kind of music. But the only gigs I was going to was Faith No More. Uh huh. Him. Oh God. Oh. 
uh, Slayer, you know, bands like that, you know. Still not over him? How was that? Was that a good gig? No, it was fucking terrible. Oh, no. Villavalo's mic wasn't working properly and you could barely fucking hear him. Is that how you pronounce his name? Villavalo, yeah. I thought it was Vilevalo. No, it's Villavalo. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll tell you oh, what, no. his performance that night was fucking vile. But. Let's move on. No, 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 no. That night I got to see the legendary Domin support him. Oh, dear God. And if you don't know who Domin are, Go look up Domin. They've got some good bad tunes. That's beautiful. They, they could have made this list, actually. They've got yeah. some quite melancholy shit. Yeah, do yeah, they? Yeah, maybe I'll talk about them if we ever do melancholy again. Listen, I've just mentioned the Twilight Sad and Frightened Rabbit, neither of whom will appear <laughs> no. in this podcast because they have simply appeared far too much. We've, we've made a bit of an effort to pick different bands this time. Yeah, we did. Saying that, we've talked about two of the bands at least on this before. Just so. wait until like, track three when I'm like, so this was picked because I couldn't pick a Nine Inch Nails track. <laughs> <laughs> So next up is me, and surprisingly I've never talked about this person before, but I've picked Castles Made of Sand by Jimi Hendrix. That was The Big Man, Jimi Hendrix, with Castles Made of Sand. The Big Man? The Big Man. He is the big man. I like it. No, I'm not. He's, I'm not giving you shit. I like it. The he is the, he's the chief. He's the big man. With a cripplingly depressing song. <laughs> I think I I would class that as melancholy because, you know, it's it's very bleak subject matter, but it's about life moving on anyway. Also, pretty fucking jaunty guitar there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mixture of, like, delay and wah. Well, mm. that's not delay. It's more reverb. Is that... Wah. See the, 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 the riff in it? And uh, it kind of seemed like it was being played, it, like a record being played backwards. So he was, What kind of effect's that? Well, he was just sliding up and doing the guitar neck while pumping a wah fiddle with his foot. So it was going uh, wham, 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 See, wham. when you explain it, that sounds very simple. But like when I'm hearing it, I'm he like, had, like... He oh. had quite a lot of um, rever- like, reverb on, maybe a tiny wee bit of delay as well. Okay. Just to achieve that sound. Um, obviously some gain. Yeah. I don't know why I ask you these questions because I really don't know what those words mean, but they sounded very impressive, Jamie. You don't need to explain them. Nobody no, wants no. to hear that. But no, no, I think I think that's what it is anyway. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too sure. Like, because to be honest, I'm, I know some effects, but I'm not like you know the biggest effects guy with guitars. That's okay. I, that is my favorite Jimi Hendrix song. Oh, is it really? Yeah, absolutely. I think that song is fucking brilliant. Oh, okay. Um, like the riffs in it are ridiculously complex. He's just so fluid with his motion. Mm-hmm, I love the lyrics as well. Yeah. There's not often you can get me to sit through a song about that features a verse about a disabled girl killing herself. So that much, uh, isn't it? It's quite a lot. So that much? It's very classic Hendrix in that style. Is that one of Hendrix's own, or did he... Yeah. Is it a cover? That's one of his right, own. Right, right, right. It's on Axis Bold as Love, I think. Right. So what did you think of that? I know you're not a big um, Hendrix fan. Oh, I've never been into Hendrix. I've never... Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but I like Jimi Hendrix in that way where if you put him on, this is just a classic piece of Katie Patter. If you put them on, I will not ask you to turn them off, but I wouldn't go and listen to it of my own accord. I was really, really into Hendrix growing up because, you know, I started guitar. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Black Sabbath were a big influence. Jimi Hendrix was a big influence. Mm. Um, Led Zeppelin were two. They were, like, the three bands, I think. Sure, that, like, sure. first shaped me in guitar. I remember my older cousins playing me, like, well, this and, you know, Spanish Castle Magic. And, and the American national anthem, but played like. Oh, see, see, he is right. My thing with Hendrix is like, I like some of his tunes, but some of it I think is masturbatory as fuck as I've sure. gotten older. 
So I can't be arsed with like 10 minute long guitar solos to be honest. No. That bores the fuck out of me even as a guitarist. Like yeah. I can appreciate it on a technical level but like honestly I'd rather just know. I'd rather uh, you just yeah. had a good song like that. So or Spanish Castle Magic yeah. or Little Wing or fucking The Wind Cries Mary which is another very melancholy yeah. bit. That's why I kind of get Dream Theater. 45 minute drum solos. I'll right. see you later. Like, I'm off. Honestly, Dream... I'm away for a fag, fuck us. <laughs> I kind of enjoy Dream Theater in the sense that like they're all v- very good musicians. Their music's wanky as fuck. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes you're in the mood for something a wee bit wanky. I mean, yeah, but I've never been like, do you know what? Have you never been like, I want to listen to Pull Me Under? No. Pull Me Under. Even less now. Oh, excellent. Aye, John Petrucci. Mm-hmm. Well, Dream Theatre is a very good guitarist. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. They're wonderful oh, yeah, musicians. Yeah, they're all they're all fantastic. It's but... not for me. See, aye, Hendrix works for me in the sense that like it's very late sixty songwriting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like I can't be arsed with a lot of that era of music. I totally understand that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not big into the Beatles. Which I'm, not either. I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm not into the Rolling Stones me either. Neither. Can't really be fucked with them. Bob Dylan. I like one album. I don't like any Bob Dylan albums. I like try to do an impression of Bob Dylan when I've had two or three rums. Without the rums, please, please attempt it. Yeah, he's in the basement, making up music. I'm on payment, thank God, government. That was that was reasonably accurate. Thank you, honest, especially for what he impression. <laughs> I'm so bad at impression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed now. <laughs> But I think Castle's Medicine hits that kind of, and Hendrix in general hits that style of sexies music that I can get into. The, yeah. new, the kind of new young guitar odyssey sure, sound. Sure. If you know, I mean, it's not too masturbatory. Hendrix can be, don't mm. get me wrong. But I, I think all musicians who are told they're the best ever at something mm. have the capacity to be masturbatory. Boy's a genius, but like, I mean, like, obviously left handed, mm. like, but played a right hand guitar, strung as a left handed guitar. That That's cool. Yeah. It's really interesting. He also used shit like using the thumb on his uh, threatening hand. Mm-hmm. So instead of just having it on the back of the neck, he would like slip it over and fret like the top string. See, that's very annoying because I do that, and guitar teachers have told me to absolutely cut that the fuck out. I'd be like fretting the strings while using all of the fingers in your hand to do more fret. Listen, it G's very hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did a purple haze or a guitar exam and I had to learn how to do that. And it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Let me tell you, like I no. A lot of fun to play his guitar licks. Mm. Cannot play Castles Made of Sand. Okay. I've tried to learn it a fair few times, but. That style of guitar just doesn't mesh with Maybe me. Maybe your guitar's not on fire enough. <laughs> I know. I've always wanted to Hendrix it, you know, burn a guitar. I've just realised I'm doing that yeah, thing. Yeah, that I'm doing the thing. See the, <laughs> the thing action. in the photo where he's like, he's like summoning the flames with his like, his wizardly powers like Aye. forth from the body of the guitar. I'm doing that just mm. in complete silence, and you can't see me because this is an audio podcast, mm. and I am an idiot. I have the capacity. <laughs> so that's the guitar wank for this episode over. Yes. Katie, what, you, what have you got up next? It's a great question. Let me pull up my list. My next pick is Sparkle Horse, Sad and Beautiful World. Track three. Sparkle Horse there with Sad and Beautiful World. Yeah. That's a really good song. It's a beautiful song. Find me of a few other songs actually. Yeah. Specifically, give me a big vibe of. Do you know the outro track to the first Yeah Yeah Yeah's album? The I do not. Fever to Tell. No. Poor song of Fever to Tell. I don't know it. It's this like the song. It's very slow, but like it starts with Karen O 
giving him a drum, giving the drummer mm-hmm. a drum beat to play that goes going, and that was very reminiscent right, of that right. kind of backing there. Do you know Sparkle Horse? No, I don't. That surprises me. Mm. Let me tell you why. Right, first of all, R.I.P. Mark Linkus, ten years dead this year, a tragedy. Mm-hmm. A tragedy, right? Moving on. He recorded Dark Night of the Soul, mm. uh, which was a kind of like, I don't know what you call it, like a collaborative album mm. with Modest Mouse, I believe, mm-hmm. and David Lynch. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it had like, it had Pixies on it, it had, it had loads and loads of people on it, but it was the last album that he took part in before he, before he committed suicide. Mm. But yeah, I remember like the year that he did die, I had this on repeat. Yeah. And awful awful lot yeah I was in a really bad place in 2010 i just started uni in sterling and was hating every second ladies <laughs> and gentlemen doing a psychology degree that i'd been pushed into because and i quote journalism will make you no money and it has not made me any money I was here that's true <laughs> it has not made me any money but at least i am not making money in a passionate way yes so <laughs> yeah so i was in an absolute shitter of a place like mentally Mark Linkus went and decided he'd uh, well he he died he no. died let's not romanticise or yes uh huh he breathed his last breath which was really fucking hideous for me hmm. on a happier note I'm going to try and get Jamie to read the album title that this song was featured on because it's a favourite thing of mine to do when I'm drunk try and read that word Eva Dixie's submarine transmission plot. Do you want that spot on? Good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I read. I know how to read scripts. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. That's 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 like a um, <laughs> cap and jazz is an alphabet Apollo mythology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much, very much in the same uh, vein, same of... ballpark. You know, having listened to that, yes, very surprised you don't like Wilco. Oh, really? That's very Wilco sounding. I, th- I like Mark Lankis's voice an awful lot, though. I would have picked... I genuinely was going to pick Radio Cure by Wilco for yeah. this, but I know you can't stand them. Oh, it doesn't matter if I can't stand something. I'll tolerate no. most things. Uh, we will... I tolerate you, darling. That's true. It is. We will talk about that at some point. I think that sounds great. <laughs> but it's like I think it's the slight guitars and yeah. stuff like that. It's got, Wilco have always got a country vibe to them. Yeah. I know. I vibed with that song. Yeah. Really it's, a, it's, it's one of those songs where... When I'm sad and I want to continue feeling sad, like I'm not ready to bring myself out of it, mm-hmm. put on a bit of sparkle horse. It very much gave me vibes of the Billy Bragg Wilco collaboration era okay. of Wilco. Sure. Yeah. That statement means nothing to me, but I trust you. Well, Rightly or wrongly, I trust you. I shall explain. Please do. Very briefly. Go for it. I want a drink anyway. So, Wilco and Billy Bragg recorded an album of unreleased Woody Guthrie songs. Okay. Including California Stars, which is the big song that came off that. You've probably heard that. It's been okay. used in a lot of TV shows. Sure, okay, I trust that. you. I'd like to rest my weary head tonight on a bed of California stars. But very vibing out similarly to that. Okay. Like very similarly. Sure. Th- themed, anyway. Really, really nice album. I would recommend it. Yeah. Got my dad it for Father's Day. Big Father's Day album, though. Happy Father's Day, Bruce. I have to say, I do, I do like, I've liked your pick so far. This is Thanks! This episode is giving me like that good like 3am driving vibe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I was hoping to get across with this. The vibe that I have chosen 
is it's 2am, you're still awake, you're under a blanket and you're trying to softly play music so you don't wake everyone else in your house up. But you're kind of like wrapped in the coziness of darkness, but also like you're just vibing. You're sad, you're a bit sad, you're just vibing. Mine is a long drive home at 2 or 3 in the morning. I'm driving home at 2 in the morning and I want Slayer on. I need to be awake. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be awake. After, like, mine is after a traumatic day where you can't take any more adrenaline. Yeah, mine is McDonald's coffee and helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking helmet. (laughs) Next up, we're back with my picks. And as premier Scottish sad boy, I picked Stay Home by American Football. That was big. Emo Dad, Sad Lads, American Football with Stay Home. Love it. I think that track's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really nice. I'm not the biggest fan of American football. Again, classic Katieism. <laughs> you can play them. I won't ask you to turn them off, but yeah. I wouldn't go and listen to them myself. But I do like that song. I think it's really pretty. It is. Uh, I actually, like, I think the lyrics of it are really, really strong. Yeah. I'll, I'll just read them. I don't, I don't tend to pay much mind to lyrics but I think Stay Home's lyrics are really strong. See, that's really where we differ. Aye. Yeah. Melody matters more to me. I'm a big lyric girl. Like, I like a good lyric as well, but literally there's only nine lines in this song. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so, incredible because it's eight and a half minute long. Yeah, so it's nearly one a minute. The lyrics are, Don't leave home again if empathy takes energy because everyone feels just like you. But that's life. It's so social. So physical. So, so, so. So emotional, so stay home. He's going to sue us now. Yes, yes, Big Mike Kinsella, because mm-hmm. he's he's an unhappy man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's yeah, that's quite delicately put. Surely he could have made an absolute kill in it. The whole Corona thing with stay home. Yeah, he could have, and yet he didn't. <laughs> no. What he needs is a great marketing manager, and I'd like to introduce <laughs> you to my good friend Jamie Harkin. Jamie. Hello, I did see you once and you, you seemed pretty unhappy with a Scottish crowd shouting things oh at you. Oh god, that was the worst crowd. That was a, that was a really that was a terrible. Crowd. That was a terrible venue, honestly. I, I like Summerhall, but the sound was bad that night. Yeah. It just did not work with American football in the slightest. It was amazing, they played this, it was amazing yeah. to see that live. And Mike Kinsella... Supported much, himself. Aye, aye. <laughs> and as, as much as he's a total dick, no offence, big man, if you're listening, I doubt you are. He's a fucking genius guitarist, mm-hmm. and his loops are so irregular and mm-hmm. just oh, they're so intricate. Yeah, like, yeah. It's unreal. They're they are like you know it's math rock, isn't it? it totally. Is, it's big sad emo math rock. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you just see me do that ugly yawn? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Are you doing an ugly yawn? Because I'm talking about American football. No, I was doing an ugly yawn because I had my fingers in my eyes and it made me yawn. Oh fuck's sake! Sorry. So yeah, what do you think about that song? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's a very pretty song. It's very technically... Intricate. Thank you. Maybe. That's the word. Yeah, it's, it's very pretty. I, again, I wouldn't go to seek it out, but when it comes on, it's... After the four and a half thousand year intro. Oh, I love that it's intro. very nice. Love that intro. I, think I, I don't think it'd be as good without the intro. Oh, really? Yeah. So it kind of bookends the album as well. I'm fairly sure it's the second last track on the album. Could okay. Be talking shit. I absolutely adore this album. I'm now having to go check that. Oh no, your credentials, Jamie. My, my, my fan credentials. Your for credentials. Why is that not my phone anymore? Here, speaking of bands that could have profited heavily off the coronavirus, has anyone been listening to the Minutemen recently? No. Well, that's a mistake. Was that? Was that it? 
Yeah, oh, yeah Corona, Corona oh, come yeah. on to fuck. <laughs> See, I don't know about in that well. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, so that's the second last song on the album. It's the right. last song with lyrics in the album. Oh. It's followed by the one with the world, which is another very melancholy track. Sure, sure. But that's got like a, I think it's a French horn on that. Ooh. Or it might be, it's, it's either that or trumpet. I can't. Okay. I'm bad with brass and But you enjoy the addition of some brass. Oh, it's an, it's an incredible addition of brass. Um, that one's nice and short. It's about a minute and a half long. Oh, that's all good. instrumental yeah. to, you know, follow up this. I, I think their first album is one of the best albums I've ever recorded. Sure. I could easily have picked Never Meant for this. Mm-hmm. Or The Summer Ends. Or You Know I Should Be Leaving Soon. Or But The Regrets Are Killing Me. How did you just say regrets? It's because that's how they sing it in the song. Oh, sorry, I apologise. But The Regrets killing me killing me dun, 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 like that dun, 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 dun. Don't, don't get me started Sorry. His, his guitar is just so much fun I think I a theme it. I think a theme of this episode though is the fact that a lot of these bands that we're picking songs from were picking songs where we could say easily oh I could have picked another you know 15 songs from this band to yeah. to replace this I do think that when it comes to a sad song mm. A sad song is sad, right? Mm-hmm. There, there, there are certain aspects that make a sad song. Like I noticed, we didn't pick like "Ruby's Arms" by Tom Waits. No, or, because that's a sad song. Or "Casimir uh, Pulaski Day" by Sufjan Stevens. Don't know Sufjan Stevens. Let's move on. The one where he sings about his girlfriend who died of cancer. Sorry to hear that. Let's yeah. move on. But yeah, I think with melancholy, there's a personal connection mm. rather than just that song makes me sad. Yeah. Like with melancholy, it's that song takes me to somewhere. Yeah, it, it takes me to a memory or a place that makes me feel down, and I don't quite know why. It permeates a feeling. Yeah, exactly. And I think like American football does that more generally than like like we're saying about Ruby's arms. Yeah. It's a very sad song about leaving someone. Or Stephen Stevens' song Casimir Polowski Day about uh, his girlfriend dying of bone yeah. cancer. Oh, bone cancer! Well, that's yeah. a sad one. Oh, it's a, it's a really brutal song, lovely oh. song. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't call it melancholy. I would just call it bleak. Yeah, and very sad. Like, uh, yeah, I was sad. really torn with a lot of this because I really wanted to include a lot of bright eyes songs. But then when I actually thought about it, I thought about the fact that a lot of these songs to a lot of people aren't going to be melancholy. But it's when I was sad and melancholy and I was listening to these songs that's what made them melancholy for me like Lua by Bright Eyes not a particularly you know it's not a happy song but it's not a sad song but to me that's a very melancholy song I listened to a lot of emo and screamo as well and I was struggling not to pick some of that but but it's not melancholy no it's emo yeah it's emotional it's not melancholy yeah yeah. I think it's got to be mellow as well and yeah yeah, I don't know. It's a complex. We've we've really like broken the brief down into <laughs> like it's absolute like it's atoms, and we're you know we're we're dissecting yeah. the 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 neutrons of this fucker. Right. Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. There's a fanny outside and a blue Mini Cooper that's done this for the past four nights in a row. Is it a blue Mini Cooper? Is it one of my people? I'm going fucking. I'm ready to tan him. He did this at one in the morning the other night. Did he actually? See if he does this at one in the morning tonight. I can I'll tell go, you this I'll right now. Fucking... I'll go outside and I'll throw my fucking flip right. flop right I was up that his angry. door. I was that angry with it. I didn't know what car it was until this morning when I jumped up and looked out the window to find out what fucker was doing it. It's just me fanny and a blue mini cooper. If you live in uh, the... Just say Leith. If you live near the shore and you have a blue mini cooper and you rev it like a wee cunt, I'm going to fucking find you and kill you. 
Anyway. No, no, we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to find you and we're going to put a potato in your exhaust so that when you rev it like a wee ball, your exhaust explodes. Like a wee ball! <laughs> Sunshine! Right, shall we move on? Because you peaked the mic three times. I know, but I'm away outside. I know, that's why he does it for like ten minutes, so we might as well put right, on the next eight-minute track. <laughs> right, away, we'll listen to Slint then. This is... The... <laughs> Guys, this is Washer by Slint, and I'm really sorry about my attitude there. I can only apologise. Right, that was Washer by Slint. Excellent tune. Thank you, love it. Off the album Spiderland. Yes. I love that song so much, and I want the phrase... Build your church on the strength of your faith tattooed on me. Yeah. I desperately want that. I, I really want a tattoo of that. Not brave enough to get it because I don't have any words on me. Yeah. You're I not a big wordy a, person. I'm not a big wordy person. You're a picturey person. I'm a picturey person. I feel like words is quite a big commitment. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Fucking, that means a lot to me, that song. It's good. Very breathing. It is, it is isn't it? And, like, again, we were talking last time about how melancholy is a place in time not a feeling kind mm. of thing and yeah when i worked a phenomenally shitty job for this company that made me write descriptions of furniture every day cough cough <laughs> please edit that out. please at least bleep it please bleep it yeah and they just made me write the same description 400 times a day of the same mirror but in bronze silver and gold I honestly went home every day and was ready to tan my wrist but for a very brief period of time we were allowed to listen to music in the office when I say brief I do mean two weeks I listened to a lot of Spiderland a lot of Slint and Michael one of the guys I worked with I was telling him about it and he said oh I love Slint. Michael is one of my favourite people in the world. He has a tortoise called Apollo. And he showed me, like, he's like a pure old man. He's got a picture of Apollo in his wallet. Like, one has a picture of a toddler or a wife. He doesn't. He has a picture of him in his wallet. And he took it's it out one day tortoise. and showed me. And he's like, this is Apollo, my tortoise. I love him. And that's his favourite rock. He humps that. <laughs> I was like, I love you. That was uncalled for. I didn't need to know that. But I love, I love knowing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Shout out to Apollo. Love you, Apollo. What a guy. You and your rock. Keep it strong, keep right. it steady, keep hope, it hard, buddy. Hope you're still going, buddy. Absolutely. But yeah, I was I told Michael, we were talking about music, he was really into Slint, really, really into Slint. And I was talking about how I couldn't find Spiderland on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And when I announced that I was leaving the company that Jamie has just bleeped out, he gave me one of his copies of Spiderland on vinyl. Because nice. he was like, I found out I had two. I was like, who fucking does that? <laughs> you stunning wee boy. You absolute gentleman. So, yeah, I've got Michael's copy of Spiderland. It is in perfect nick. I love it. I listen to it all the time. Mm. And Washer is the most brooding, melancholy, incredible song. Mm. Now, the vocals were recorded in a car, weren't yes, they? Yes, I believe so, yeah. Because they couldn't really... like They, they didn't want to wake up their mum and dad. <laughs> So they recorded it on eight track in a in the motor. You're in the motor. <laughs> in the, the motor. Most soundproof place of all. Absolutely. Unless you're that small bobby bastard that was sitting outside the window revving his engine eight minutes ago. Sir, 
I hope your cock explodes. <laughs> I did take most of that strat for that boy to leave. I, it really did. I truly hope his dick falls off. Right. I really do. I hope he gets gangrenous and falls off. Like that vine. My dick fell off. <laughs> <laughs> I love vine. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a I think that's a very melancholic song. Again, though, like despite the fact that it is clearly like quite a depressing song, like I do feel like there's a kind of a wee nugget of hope kind of mm. wedged in there like a stone in your shoe you can't quite get rid of yeah yeah so it can be big mogwai vibes in the sense that oh, i don't yeah. necessarily listen to all of their lyrics yeah i kind of zone out when their songs are on and i don't mean that in a bad way it's more it. about getting you into a place than it yeah, is yeah. Uh, necessarily about keeping you fully there for the entire song totally maybe that's just me as well maybe i'm not no I'm, no i, I get think, that i, I get don't that. think i'm as big a slint fan as you are i do like them Oh, I, I fucking love Slint. <laughs> but yeah, I know I like I like this yeah. one. Yeah, it's good. It's it's Spiderland is categorically one of my favorite albums. Donna Man's good as well. Donna Man, Dan stepped outside. Is love that. Is that on your Twitter hand? Twitter, Twitter. My Twitter handle for ages was yeah. Donna Man, and then when companies started calling me Don when I would complain to them, I thought, no, fuck this, so I changed it to Donna Man in Japanese so they couldn't call me Don anymore. Fair Because <laughs> I was like, I was like complaining to Sainsbury's because I had like, I'd, I'd bought fruit and got it home and found out it was out of date and they were like, we're really sorry to hear that, Don. Can you send us the barcode number on the fruit? And I'm like, yes! <laughs> I suppose I can. Hello, my name is Donna Man. I live in... South North Lanarkshire, Scotland, <laughs> and I have some out of date fruit. Tesco, you need to fix your your fruit selection. South North Lanarkshire. S- south of North Lanarkshire, it's <laughs> it's the southern half of it. What an awful place that sounds. It's not very good, no. <laughs> You're the I lovely town of Kirkintilla. I hate this accent. I hate it. I hate Lansy, it. Bishy, and Auchinloch. <laughs> Moody's bum. <laughs> <laughs> Just going up the Lindsay Moss primary, sitting about outside the tune. This is what you're smashing doing, core windows. What you're just doing right now is, do you remember the Burniston sketch where he doofs the two liter off the ah, boy's yeah, dome? Yeah. You're doing the voice of the guy <laughs> who did the American film version of the boy who doofed the two liter off the boy's dome. I doofed that right off that boy's dome. <laughs> Ah, beautiful. I, I just, I just like the idea of somebody with American accent walking about Kirk and Tillich, being like, "Are you more into Nonas or Marianas?" Listen, there's only one correct answer to that, and it is Marianas. Except no substitute Americans who come to Kirk and Tillich. Dude, I'm still absolutely like bamboozled that Princess Diana opened the Regent Centre in Kirky in 1992, and I was there. I was there in my mum's tummy. I was there and I so was. Really there. No, was I was there. I was taking in our vibes. That's, so, that's how I got so middle class. I was taking in our vibes. It's like how I saw Lee Evans and now I'm a prick. <laughs> yeah. But my mum was like, pregnant. Like a, a piece of Lee Evans sweat touched your mum and it like it fucking was most through her belly into you and now you're a prick. No, that's why I'm a high energy prick. Although Absolutely. I'm actually a quite a low energy prick today. You're so. quite a low energy prick. Aye. I, Princess Diana was in Kirky though. Can you fucking believe that? Oh, Charles. Is that a man throwing up that's on probably himself? Where, that's probably where they, f- they found the man who cut the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've got a deal for you, bruv. <laughs> anyway, Slint, heavy good. Thank you. Next up, 
we're going for another sad boy pick. All mine are sad boys, I think. Yeah, no sad girls in mine, all sad boys. There's no sad girls in mine either. No sad girls podcast. Um, Next up is If You Could Read My Mind by Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot with If You Could Read My Mind. That's definitely today's most melodramatic song, I think. Absolutely. So it's about the divorce of his wife. Tragic. So that's what, you know, if I could read between the lines, you'd know that I'm just trying to understand the feelings that you lack. Can I just say, instead of writing a fucking song, why didn't he just say that? I know. Men are so obtuse sometimes. <laughs> you say that you can't read minds, but then you go and write a fucking song about all the things you should have said. <laughs> Mate, just say them. Come on to fuck. So this was nearly on an R list. What's we that? Read. Big divorce tracks. <laughs> She's turned the wings against us. Your dad's playlist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it nearly went on the TV show songs list. Oh, what was it on? Trigger Happy? Yes, this yep. was the first, I uh, first heard this on Trigger Happy TV. It was on a sketch where a caricature artist who sits somebody down to paint them just like paints on the chalkboard, somebody help me, and then he just sprints away. Okay. And then it's just shots of people like watching him run away and then looking at what he's painted on the thing. It's just... I can't do this anymore, or somebody help me like that. It's really funny. We all funny. have days like that in work, though. We all have days like that in work. <laughs> I like that because the melodramatic air of the song kind of fits the mm-hmm. idea of the sketch like completely. Yeah. Again, that show is magnificently soundtracked. If you ever want to know where Jamie's song choices have come oh, from, yeah, yeah. just check the Trigger Happy soundtrack. Honestly, big influence on my life. A lot of my music taste, weirdly enough. For such a, like, a show I loved when I was a kid and I'm not the biggest fan of now, mm-hmm. that soundtrack is still incredible. Yeah. I mean, Swede, James, PJ Harvey, Gordon Lightfoot, Elastica, Pulp. I was on it briefly. Yeah, Katie was on it briefly with our debut in Never Had a Dream Come True. Uh, (laughs) One of those facts is true. This is not what I lie to you. No, it's not, but it could be. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like that song. Yeah, it's nice. It's a... It's very late 60s Baroque power pop. It is. What's, what's your man that you like? Oh, I was about to bring Roy him Orbison. up. Roy it's, Orbison. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite Roy Orbison. I would say Roy Orbison's a better songwriter. Uh, no, I'm just using it comparatively, I'm not. I would say it's actually, with the way the strings go and stuff, I think it's more similar to Scott Walker, who you fucking Fucking Scott hate. Walker. You put that one in the car all the time, and I'm just trying to have a nice time driving somewhere. I specifically, I found a Scott Walker track that I knew Katie would despise more than anything on the planet, Matilde by Scott Walker. I don't really dislike, I don't actively dislike a lot of songs. I really don't. But I like that song less and less because of the look of impish glee in your face. <laughs> it's because the look of despair that's on your face. I get some joy from it. Th- that, you should probably consult a therapist about that. No, it's really funny. Fucker. It's really funny. <laughs> I, I genuinely think that's a lovely song. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard the Johnny Cash version of? Do you know I haven't? On one of his American albums, which were obviously all covered. Yeah, of course. He, yeah, he covered this. I can't, it might be American 3 that this is on, right. or American 2, I can't remember. It's not on The Man Who Comes Around. Is that not American 4 or 5? That's American 4. Yeah, yeah. With her, or any, or Hurts Hurts Jesus. Four, yeah, 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 yeah. Which are all on 4. I think it's on 2 or 3. But it's a good cover, it's very different. Mm-hmm. But he 
uses quite like distorted vocal effects sure. over it and it's yeah it's very similar but it, it has it's more interestingly produced whereas that's produced like a late 60s early 70s got pop you. song got you i like the way that's produced though like i like the strings the soaring uh-huh. strings it does soar when it gets to the chorus it does and... he's got a very pretty voice he's got a lovely voice <laughs> in a castle dark or a fortress strong with chains upon my feet you know that ghost is me do you know uh, the, it's like, so bad. I do you know love the it. thing though? Like, I think the reason why I'm not so turned off this song, and this is very silly of me, I really think this is a song my granda would have liked. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it has big kind of Glenn Campbell vibes to it as well. I get that kind of like Jerry Rafferty esque lyricism. You can like, I think, because of when it's from. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. It feels a bit self-aware of how over the top it is. You know. Uh-huh. Like I, I think he just leans into it, which I, I quite like. Absolutely, I love that. I love it feels that. honest though. It doesn't he feel like it's artifice? Mm. Well, that's because he was divorcing his wife, yeah. and instead of talking to her, he just penned a ballad. An absolute bop. See if you're ever going to leave me. Go and he just talk to me about it, and not write a fucking song. I know, I know. Just you and a guitar at the window, just like I've chosen to leave you. That will <laughs> fuck off then. <laughs> I, I am a lizard crawling away from you, away from you. You were the heat lamp of my life. Now I will suffocate in the cold Scottish weather. This is beautiful improv. I don't understand, Jamie. Just come inside. You're scaring the neighbours. The heat lamp of my life. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's such a Bill Bailey like, I know, I know. <laughs> it's such a half troll <laughs> yeah part troll part troll that was it that's it excuse me uh, very Scott Walker inspired as well uh. <laughs> I mean, see like see in our night like, it's our five year anniversary in January and I can absolutely tell you this right now oh, you're getting your a card <laughs> card that says you're the heat, heat lamp, lamp of my life <laughs> bringing warmth to my cool reptilian skin don't don't away. don't ruin it! Don't ruin it! You've already you've already given Perfect us gold. It. Don't try and oversell it. Mm. Don't. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare. Right, because <laughs> we can't top that. Oh, What's your last God. pick, Don? My last pick, Jamie, is uh, what Sarah said by Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> That is a sad song. It's a very sad song, sung by some very sad boys. It is, it is. Brought us right back down after the war. Absolutely. Nothing will ever top the heat lamp of my life. <laughs> uh, no, that was uh, What Sarah Said by Death Cab for Cutie. It's off Plans, which is the album that followed Transatlanticism, which was their kind of really big album. Are they from the UK or England? They are from uh, the US. From hmm. the US. Um from the Pacific Northwest, I couldn't tell you exactly where though. Hmm. But yeah, so Plans also had "I Will Follow You Into the Dark" on it. That was their famous song. That is their that's their big song, probably because it was in like the OC or nine o two one o or something California, like that. California, California, here, here we, we come. come. Yeah, that one. But yeah. <sighs> I feel really guilty choosing a Death Cab for Cutie track. I feel really silly choosing one. How? I just feel like listening to Death Cab for Cutie 
is a bit of a ruddy. You are a bit of a ruddy, though. I know I'm a bit of a ruddy, but I don't need people to have ammunition of which to use against me to prove that I am a bit you of a ruddy. You give people ammunition all the time. I know, but I don't mean to. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Look at your Twitter account. Right, you fuck up. My Twitter, <laughs> my Twitter is okay. My Twitter is quite funny sometimes. I'm sorry, it's fine. Listen, listen. You fucking pack that in. I want to have bad words said about my Twitter account. It's it's gash, but it's good gash. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I, I do. I think... I, yeah, I did want to pick our full unit. It's the same as, like, I couldn't pick a Bright Eyes song. Mm. I felt like too much of a ready picking a fucking Bright Eyes song. I couldn't... I, I was so close to not picking a Death Cab song. It felt like too much of a ready to pick a Death Cab song. And then I remembered what Sarah said, and I was like, ah, I have to have that one. I'm not a big Death Cab guy. That's totally understandable. It's completely understandable. That song was good. It was, it was, it was not necessarily my scene. No. But it wasn't something that... To take a Katie parlance. <laughs> I would never seek it out, but if somebody put it on, I would certainly would not ask you to turn it off. Could you do that one again with my accent and not a fucking Edinburgh accent? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your nose, prick. Yes. Uh, I would never seek it out, but... Uh, I'll to try yeah, it. you've lost it, haven't you now, prick? <laughs> I've never seek it out, but I would never ask you to turn it off if you had it on. Eh, because you do say eh. I do say eh, but I've always said eh. I've never, it's not... No, you just, you just wish you were from Edinburgh. I categorically do not. Did I ever tell you that I had a fight with a junkie on Waverley Bridge once because I said I fucking hated Edinburgh? That sounds about right, yeah. Uh, junkie was like, Edinburgh fucking hates you too. Sly land a pattern, mate. Fuck up. <laughs> anyway, junkies aside, he probably wasn't a junkie. He just was a wee fucking widow, but Aye. he had the he had the shuffle, you know the shuffle, no two steps same junkie Aye. shuffle. I had it going on. Anyway, yeah, no, I, I do think that my kind of like late teenage love of Death Cab for Cutie is a bit of a redneck. I don't however. think it's a, I don't think it's a redneck. I just don't get them. I totally understand that. Yeah, I think you had to be like a sad indie kid to be like. It's like the death I, cab train. I even get bright eyes more because I like Lost Desperados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I like emo music. Yeah. And, I, and what's his name? Connor. Connor Burst. Connor Burst's voice is good, but like yeah. bright eyes isn't for me as well. But I can kind of get it more. Totally get that. Death cab. It just this is gonna this is gonna sound insane. No, go to ahead. You. It's a bit power pop for me. It's a bit closer to like, I don't know, Matchbox Twenty, which ain't my no, vibe. No, I totally get that. Same with like. Like to put it in a, the actual insulting way, which made me hesitate. I you know he said they're quite like the calling. If I could, then I would. I'd go wherever you will go. Sorry, that's alright. I'm sorry I got into that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to cut you off. You were. I could see the hands, but I just couldn't stop. Uh, interesting fact, but that's a that only got me because it was a record producer's son. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I too have seen that Todd in the Shadows video. Yeah, big recommended. <laughs> you should go watch that uh, one hit Wonderland on that song. It's very good. But I do, I understand the comparison because it's that kind of like over dramatic power pop shit, mm. and I totally understand why you'd be adverse to that. You know what's interesting? Because I love over dramatic power pop. I just picked a Gordon Lightfoot song. It's just it's just yeah. forty years apart. Yeah. It's just the evolution of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That is the late two thousands version of what Gordon Lightfoot was doing in nineteen seventy. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. But like 
I feel like Death Cab for Cutie have a kind of see where you'd see like right so the calling and the all that shit right (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not doing it I'm not not doing it that's such a generic like could apply to anyone like I'd go wherever you would go I think what Sarah said has this really like he brings names into it it's clearly a very specific memory Mm. that has been broadened Mm. to allow you to also relate to it aye Using names in songs are really interesting. Yeah. Like... It's a very personal thing. Uh, very I mean, personal. Like, it, you know, like, it's effectiveness and it's, like, uses... Maybe we should do a list on this at some point. Mm. Uh, it varies from song to song, but, like... Uh, my choice would just be Darling Nikki four times, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking great song. But, like, you know, it can vary from, like, Jamie's Crying by Van Halen to mm-hmm. not really... Which is barely fucking about anything, like, personal in the fucking slightest. Uh-huh. To, like, Alison... Or Veronica by Elvis Costello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know... Yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting. Anyway, it is. Sorry, I went on a wee No, no, I, I completely... That, that tickled the right bits of my brain there. Oh, I had a wee, oh, a wee thought, a wee... Yeah. A, a fucking sign that fired there. Maybe maybe we will do a wee names list. Maybe we will, cool. maybe we will. Cool. Yeah, no, I I do, I think there's something very personal like about all of the you... death cabs. It is, it's like they're letting you into like a very specific but still somewhat guarded memory. Like, there's a there's a track at the end of the album, I think it's just after, what Sarah said, called Brothers on Hotel Beds. And again, it's very, you know, it's all very personal. The whole of Transatlanticism, which was mm. the album that preceded this, is about somebody in a long-distance relationship. You know, and, like, when we started going out, even though we're out in what I would say a, a mid-distance relationship... <laughs> You know, I did listen to a lot of transatlanticism and be like, oh, why can't Jamie be here with me? Like, it was very that. I was obviously listening to, I don't know, Faith No More and been like... Yeah. I love on. being alone. <laughs> I'm go for a wank. <laughs> Just listening to Naked at the Computer by Faith No More while naked at the computer. It's yeah. <laughs> a bad song, by the way. <laughs> you ever heard that? I have, yeah. You've yeah. made me listen to that. It's not good. Um, yeah, no, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now I just imagine you, like... Like brooding, listening to fucking uh, Death Cab, me just listening to Jizz Lobber. Yeah, <laughs> just you sitting having like just smoking the fattest blunt and listening to RV, and I'm crying at a rainy window. Like. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never taken drugs. No, absolutely. Say no to drugs. Dare to refuse a massive bifta. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Dare to refuse a massive bifta. If that had been the slogan, it would have been 100% less successful. Dear the heat lamp of my life, dare to refuse a massive bifter. <laughs> You're turning my back around on me, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I, do, I, I think that's a really sad song. Yeah, I think, I think it's it pretty. is a sad song. But again, like it, you know, it falls into the the, the melancholy territory, and I like that little piano mm-hmm. riff that kind of goes right the way through it. I think I think for me the production could have done with something. Yeah. That's not that's my thing. Like I could, I would like them to fuck something up. Yeah. It was too clean for me. Yeah, that's that is an issue that I have with a lot of the songs on Plans. Transatlanticism feels a lot more kind of like like we, we recorded this in a barn. Yeah, like like my like you don't even need to do much. Just like record one instrument slightly differently. 
Yeah, like, yeah. Make the guitar slightly fuckish, or maybe like ha- chuck the instead of recording the piano with like a mic right at the piano, record it at the other side of the room and get the reverb bouncing off the walls. Yeah. O- okay. Well, you clearly have a lot of opinions on this. Mister has never produced a, an album for Death Cab for Cutie. No, no. But I can <laughs> start my production opinions. Um, like think about like. When the levee breaks by Led Zeppelin, uh-huh. that song would sound nowhere near as good had they not recorded the drums that they did, which I will explain now because you have no idea how they recorded. No, they the recorded drums. it in a different room, did they not? They recorded through that, a wall that entire album in a house, uh-huh. and they yeah specifically two rooms away they got their drums, and that's why there's like a slight like echo and a slight like yeah that's yeah. why the drums sound. Don't so... assume I'm daft. I just don't know the song. No, it was more for the listener if they didn't know. Yeah. Again, I think that's why you would like Bright Eyes more than you'd like Death Cab because mm. Bright Eyes is very much Connor Bear's got this eight track recorder and now he's going to record shit in his basement, mm. whereas Death Cab are a wee bit more polished. I'll be honest, it's the difference between lo fi and overproduced, and I think Death mm. Cab maybe fall, that fell into the, the kind of thing yeah. of being cleaned up a bit too much as a wee bit overproduced. But they do that, they do that the same kind of like um, Captain Jazz thing where they have all these stupid fucking album titles and song titles like we have all the facts and we're voting yes and the band's called death cab for cutie for fuck's sake yeah but then wasn't the way that cap and jazz recorded their their album i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the silly song names i'm talking about but i'm I'm saying that cap and alphabetti spaghetti or whatever the album's called but but listen to the way that like even Joan of Arc after them, mm-hmm. a more serious band, but still, well, I say more serious. They're they're just as fuckish yeah. as Cap and Jazz. They like they have more interest in production. I'll say. I think I just think Death Cab are overproduced. I'm so sorry. I'm sitting here laughing because I've just remembered that you're the heat lamp of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we should move on. Right, we'll go up to the last track of this week. <clears throat> be prepared to be a bit bleak tight. From the saddest boys of Scotland, this is Arab Strap with the chat in Amsterdam, winter 2003. Thank you. That is a bit of a hard sell. Ah, it is, but I don't want to say you're right. I love that song. That is a great song. Absolutely fantastic. We've never actually had an Arab Strap song in here, despite having mentioned them every fucking two minutes. I think that's very surprising. I was very surprised to think yeah, that Yeah, yeah, because I thought we'd, like, I, I was making sure, like, that we hadn't repeated the bands too much in yeah. our playlist and stuff, so blah, blah, blah. I looked through, I was just like, oh, we haven't actually had Arab Strap on yet. What's even funnier, though, is the fact that we haven't had Arab Strap on yet, and yet the two of us both picked Arab Strap for different this list. Well, different yeah. Arab Strap songs. Same album. From the same album, yeah, The yeah. Last Romance, which is my favourite Arab Strap album. It's not mine, but I like it a lot. That's quite okay. But yeah, we both picked an Arab Strap song from this album. I believe yours precedes my choice. Yes, it does. I think yours is a bit less melancholy mm. than mine. Yeah, I think that's why I was happy to get that up. It's it's quite an angry song. Yeah, yours is a bit more bitter yeah. than, um, than melancholy. I like bitterness, though. So do I, and that's why I like Arab Strap. Yeah. But yeah, that song has... <laughs> I, I love the way that that song kind of starts off bleak and then builds an element of hope and then right at the end, it smashes it back down yeah. right to pieces in front of you. And then it like leaves you with that fantastic ending line. Yeah. When I get home in the morning... Trish is hosting a debate. debate. She says, if you don't like the fish you're catching, well, you've got to change the bait. What a fucking <laughs> That's line. That's so good. What a fucking line. Oh, it's so good. I'm glad to see them back. By yeah, the me too, me too. The turning our bones is an absolute bop. Yeah. I know you're not as keen on it. I'm me. not, but that smart hang up. Nobody else is. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I really like this. And I like how 
instrumentally it takes you to where they were yeah. it does give me big Amsterdam vibes is that can I ask an ignorant question is that an accordion fairly sure it's the accordion yeah. I. and then as it kind of gets more out of control at the end of the start of the guitar sliding kicking in uh-huh. and it, it feels it feels like a drinking song as well doesn't yeah it, like it, feels it does like a, it feels a bit like show me the way to go home with Malcolm Middleton going you know the, doing the kind of like melody line in the background yeah because it is, it's Malcolm Middleton. I actually thought it was just Aidan Moffat doing both. No, I didn't realise it was Malcolm Middleton. Middleton. That makes total if sense though. If we're having so much fun, how, how come, come I'm If we're having so much fun, how come I'm crying every, every Monday? Monday. <laughs> Aye. No, it's, it's just, it's Arab strap at the best. They're yeah. bleak, they're self-aware, they're reverent, you know. Mm. it's. That's definitely a song that I've listened to pished on the bus coming home from a, a night of drinking. Oh, yeah. When I've been... You know that way, like, you get... You're not a big drinker, but I know that you've definitely experienced this, but you have um, more than two drinks, <laughs> and uh, you get to that stage of drunk where you're very emotional, but all your emotions are negative. That's why I stopped drinking, now. Oh, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's entirely fair yeah. enough. <laughs> it's definitely the come down of the night. And yeah. all Arab Trap's songs are about the, the rise and the peak. Yeah, and then the inevitable fall afterwards. Aye, and that is one of their better yeah. come down songs, I would say. Absolutely. And it's a good counter piece to First Big Weekend. Yes. Which is very much a celebratory of this kind of lifestyle. And this is, you know, from the first album to their last full album yeah. of the time. Full, well, full studio album, anyway, that wasn't a compilation. Aidan Moffat you know, kind of making his tiredness of yeah. this lifestyle, this kind of partying constantly kind of shit. Aye. And the bleakness of it all. And, yeah. It's it's a very sad song. It is, yeah. But, it, but again, it has this moment of hopefulness. Yeah, like, with that ending, like, if you don't like the fish are catching, then you've got to change the bait. Like, that kind of... The, the kind of suggestion that even though the lifestyle clearly isn't suiting him, mm. he still has the means and the, the motive to change it and, it's, and make it's, himself, you know, feel a bit better. And it's all in his head. Like, it's all Aye. the self-defeatist nonsense. Like, you know, it's that whole... And if my instincts are right, then we'll fall in love and then we'll hang around from time to time and you'll never see me again. Yeah. I mean, that's just Arab Strap, though. Arab Strap, you know, talk about the realities of dating as a sad fucking bastard. Aye. You know? I Going know. out, getting your hoe, getting the clap, getting sad. That's it. And it, <laughs> it is bleak, but it is, you know, it's it's bittersweet. Yeah. It's a song because he's kind of romanticising that as well. Yeah, totally. But that's, again, that's that's what Arab Strap did. That's, and that's why I like the last know? romance is an album because it, it yes. encapsulates that. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Don't ask me to dance. There's another oh, melancholy banger. Absolute brilliant. Absolute tune. Yeah. yeah. Personally, my favourite. Just I know no one's asked, but uh, Philophobia <laughs> is my favourite Arab Strap album, which yeah. is full of you know melancholy tunes as well, but none of them fit it in the right way yeah. for me. But then again, like the whole, I, I was going to say Raising Detra, but I'm not that much Canon. of a fucking gimp. No, the whole kind of mission statement of the album is in the title of Fear of Love. Mm-hmm. That's melancholy True. in itself. It is. What? How is life when one fears love? When one cannot attain the heat lamp <laughs> of your lamp. life? That's hard, people. Oh, I'm going to go again. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a consummate podcasting professional. It's I think that's us for this week. I think it fucking is. <laughs> 
next time we're doing a list that Katie has dreaded for a while. We, she's put off several times. I've wanted to do this for a while. Yeah, I don't want to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, tough shit. Next time we're doing Not Perfect Guitar Solos. Now that's Not Perfect to us. I want your favourite solos right. that you've heard. Doesn't have to be long, don't have to be complicated, don't even have to be particularly, you know, face melty or mm-hmm. anything like that. You don't need to have big Eddie Van Halen licks. R.I.P. R.I.P. But just ones that you think fit the song perfectly. Okay. You know, I'm going to pick Muse songs just so I know you know. Don't you fucking dare. I'll, t- I'll delete this My podcast. first pick is Plug In BB by Muse. Does that even have a solo? It's a lick. There's a bit at the end where it goes. There's a lick. No, but he does it as a. Oh, there's a fucking rap for that in the song. Leave me alone. Yeah, it's not a solo. Right, but this this is why I don't want to do it because you're like, that's not a riff. That's a lick. That's not a riff. That's a man playing a note. I don't know the fucking difference. This is going to be such a laboured thing for me. I hope you all tune in to hear me have an emotional breakdown on the podcast. Just show me your picks before and I'll tell you if they're solos or not. Oh man, I'm going to have to pick like 10 tracks. You did that for this one, no? I know, but I actually like sad songs. I know, me too. <laughs> it's fine, I'm ready, I can do it. I've got to learn eventually. In the immortal words of Beck, everyone's got to learn sometimes. So tell us your picks for melancholy masterpieces in the comments of this YouTube video or on Twitter at 8 Tracks Podcast. You can also let us know your picks for next week for your favourite or note perfect guitar solos. They can also be underrated. Can you just send send them immediately to at Hooded Hawks on Twitter so I can steal your ideas because I have no idea what I'm doing. Thank you so much. Please just send our way Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky speech. Oh God, that's so funny. I would love to receive that. So until next time, we hope you stay safe. Keep the heat during this fucking bleak time. Hope these sad songs have helped you outlet that emotion a wee bit. Wash your hands, tell your mum you love her, and listen to Slint and Aerogram. Love you. Stay safe. Bye.